Welcome to another edition of the Adjust the Mic Podcast. Welcome, welcome. Uh, with me tonight, I think we're episode 173. We have a dog fight at the very beginning of the show. <laughs> um, Colleen could make it with us this evening. She had some plans. Uh, so it's just you and I, uh, Thad. Cool. Hat tipped, Colleen. So uh, we miss you, Colleen. We wish you all the best. Uh, last week we were going to record, but we went on an epic journey with Colleen. We fed some cats. We got to hang out in somebody's house that we didn't know. It was kind of fun. Um, hopefully we'll see you here soon next week, maybe. Indeed. Uh, Indeed. Yeah. Uh, so, T, a lot going on, man. Yeah. Uh, how you been? Super good. Super good. Yeah, we're it's Monday, uh, August 21st, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. I think I'm right. That's right. So, um, Dad's birthday's coming. I was just popped in my head there and my cousin in colorado a lot of birthdays in august huh yeah yeah man um i want to deep dive with you today let's uh, do it that's cool with you man yeah yeah uh we were talking about this before we started and uh, let's just dive right in man okay like uh you've been on how many episodes with us now seven eight I did not count, but yeah. There's, there's one. I, I thought maybe you had like little marks on your wall. I should have some you know, chicken cross. marks. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so about, you know, a dozen or so times. And uh, we haven't really deep dove into uh, into tea yet, really. Let's dive into Let's it. Let's just use this as, a, as an opportunity to do that. More me. Um, childhood, man. Okay. Like uh, young days, little tea. Uh, do you have like a drum set or anything like that when you're a kid? Was it uh, was it just you and your brothers or you and, like how many brothers do you got? Three. You got sisters? No sisters. You have only obviously one mother and one father. Yep. Uh, tell me about them. Uh, Nan and Neil, Nanette. Yeah. Uh, they're both from Ohio. They met in Ohio. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I think they met at like Ashland College, maybe. Okay. Is that Northern Ohio, Southern Ohio? I get a check mark for not knowing, but it's Northern. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they might know, uh, see, my family is Toledo, Ohio. Okay. So my grandfather, they had Geyser Automotive and things like that in Toledo. So growing up, I would always hear my father talk about the Toledo Mud Hens, their triple A baseball team up there. <laughs> and I would always hear stuff about like Putin Bay, Lake Erie, Sandusky, Mansfield. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Sandu that's up Clevelandish area? Sandusky, it's it's right up there at the west end of Lake Erie. That's yeah, where I was okay. born. Oh, okay. <laughs> they got a big roller coaster apparently. Yes. They uh th there's like an epic park that was up there back in the day. Um there's a documentary about it and everything. I can't think of the name now. But it was the one of this guy just there's no safety precautions. They were just hap building all this stuff. People died and got injured and ramshackle. Gnarly stuff, you know. It's uh but it's all up there, man. They got uh we used to go to Columbus to Kings Island all the time as well. I love Ohio. See, I, I split when I was one years old. Okay. But before that, I guess the night before I was born, somebody tried to break in. It was like peeping Tommen, and my pops said, to "Look at your jingle jangle." It, my mom, oh, I, I wasn't born no. yet. Yeah, so he went out there with uh, he went out there with a big knife, and <laughs> my mom said she heard him say, "Assume the position," real loud. <laughs> <laughs> he got a guy his hands up against the wall. Some guy, 
but uh unreal up in ohio yeah mom came out packing heat you know just uh and, and you weren't born yet right that's how i got my adrenaline fix the day before i was born wow and then, uh well that day my mom said that she dug a hole in the beach sand of lake erie yeah because it was summer july 19 and uh and she put her belly in it and wow kind of cool that is, that's awesome. And it, I guess it took me a, a short time to be born. And the doc said, um, I'm not even going to, that didn't even mess up my golf game. And <laughs> he told her we could have you walk to your room, but we're not going to. Wow. So it was easy, I guess. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Did, did, were, it wasn't always that way though, right? Like always easy? Uh, not with T, no. No? No. Were you the problem child or you and all the brothers? You, uh, uh, how many, yet, how many brothers? Three, two above, one below. And, and in the, in your childhood days, like y'all went to the same elementary schools, were y'all close enough in age or were you kind of far apart in age? So at one years old, uh, my dad and his brother Gus, uh, they, well, Gus found out they had job openings to teach at Satellite Beach High. Oh, okay. And so my dad looked at my mom and said, hey, you want to move to Florida? And she's like, yeah. So they, wow. the whole family boogied out to uh, Colorado first. And, um, and I'm a year old. And then we moved to Melbourne uh, mm -hmm. to over there by um, Sarno Road and all that. I okay, can't, yeah. I, I think I lived off of like... That neighborhood with Mohican Drive. Uh, I know Sarno Road very well. My uh, my ex-wife, uh, her family lived right down Sarno Road in Melbourne. I went to Croton Elementary for like six okay. months. Yep. For one for the part of first grade. Yeah. And before that, I remember a big flood we had. I, I got some memories. I remember the house that we moved to. Mm -hmm. I remember, I think it's one of my first memories. It's got a room on the east end that's like, maybe if like six inches a step up but to me i remember there being a big like wow i'm going up that you yeah. know yeah so i remember that and some floods i remember going to school in the first grade and i remember the preschool deal where they try to make you sleep after lunch and i i didn't like that yeah, yeah everybody yeah, had to lay that. down act like mummies but yeah. so halfway into sixth grade or halfway into six months into first grade Pops, uh, by this time, was working uh, out at the Space Center and mm -hmm. wanted to move closer because him and it, him and his brother were riding motorcycles to, he had a, what do you have, a Honda 350. Okay. And so we moved up to Titusville, I think, I think it was like October, maybe October 21 of 1970 we got up here. And, wow. And the first day we got up here, we were across the street over by Dixie Crossroads looking at the 7-Eleven. They used to have a phone booth. Mm -hmm. I guess I asked my mom, what is a pihoni? <laughs> you know, yeah. And uh, I think that was on her mom's birthday. <laughs> yeah. But I remember that, yeah. So, And then I went to to old Dixie Elementary School. Okay. And um, my, my brothers, my older brothers weren't going to that school because they were already going to Parkway, which is now the Sheriff's Department. Okay. And then astronaut over there by the ocean. Is that where going out to Port St. John, that little corner where the sheriff's department? No, no. The the one at Park Avenue and South Street. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Okay. Yep. So that I went to that one too, but it was a junior high when they went. Okay. And it was a middle school when I went, but I went to Old Dixie and our mascot was a demon. <laughs> Old, Dixie Old Dixie Demons. Old Dixie Demons. Yeah. It's a rad wow. building. 
And you asked me about. You still have a logo? That'd be awesome to have their logo. Yeah, I think that. I got some yearbooks. Do you really? Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah. I got to see a T yearbook of it as a kid, man. Yeah. That's yep. funny. Um, I got some of that. You can do it. Yeah, I'll give you one. <laughs> yeah. So um, then you're, uh, so you're living here around the 1970, you said? Yep. Yep. I wasn't even born yet. Okay. Play Linda, getting out to the beach. Yeah. Once you got out there, it was potholes everywhere there was nothing paved all the way out or was it paved in any part well it was paved until you get like up toward near the beach yeah so the, it's always been paved then up until you get close to the beach because i remember when it wasn't and you even parked on the left hand side well like the drive out was paved but once you get to the road that parallels the beach it was mm-hmm. kind of paved like eons ago but it had these potholes i think i mentioned that when out of towners or behind you, you go pretty fast and you do the last minute swerve. So they <laughs> try to bust their tires. And, and I remember the Such boardwalks nice were sandbags. And I, and I remember the Wagners, uh, Ed Wagners and Chuck Wagner's older brother, he'd pull up onto the dune to check the waves, you know, and the, yeah, we surfed a lot at what is not even a number now. It used to be called houses where the old house foundation is. Okay. It's south of number one, but, they moved that, and as you pull, drive in, you can see the old parking lot to the left where Dave Summers got struck by lightning there. He was blind for 10 minutes. Whoa. Yeah, foot in a puddle, foot up on a, his Volkswagen Beetle, and and uh, he got popped, and he went blind for a little bit. Oh, my gosh. See, yeah, sandbags. Was he panicking? Like, oh, like, yeah, he had anxiety. Oh, Jesus. But it, it came back. Unbelievable. Seen a, a lady get charcoal lightning struck there like finished trying to tell her you should you saw it i saw the aftermath i didn't see the bolt oh my god she was my friend went up and was like you should get out of this lightning and she was charcoal like where were you guys like in the water you obviously weren't in the were you guys in your vehicles i was in the water and i come out but it was popping off like like it's been popping off you're in the water and you're telling the lady you should get inside. Well, when we left, some one of our buddies was like, "Somebody needs to tell her to get you know gone." <laughs> oh yeah, and, yeah. But that lightning on the beach, man, you don't mess with that. Unbelievable. That must have been like a big news story. No, no, no. There's a lot of things that uh, wow weren't. I mean, back then there wasn't no nine one one like there is now. If shit happens, you got to handle it, and the cops aren't coming fast. You know, like how in like like. Just, just an, if you compare to like today's age, yeah, uh, with the internet, everything, right? Someone gets struck by lightning somewhere. Usually, it's a story almost nationwide now. Almost nationwide. In the seventies, if it happens, you might not even hear about it. Man, I've seen it. What a change in dynamic yeah. of of a civilization. I've seen a person get kidnapped. And that didn't get in the news. What? It was nutty. Yeah. It was scary. You saw a person get kidnapped. Kidnapped. You know where Brit's air conditioner is over there on Childry across from the old uh, Quincy's? Yeah. Me and my brother were playing in some construction and this person, androgynous looking person who dressed like I could tell they weren't from around and they said, hey, little boys, call the call the police right now. And And this person had like these like a little dirty to go bag and, and his clothes, you could tell that I'd never, you know, it was just different. And 
that person ran the wrong way. I think it was a girl, but she ran down into the like an alley, and these dudes pulled up in this big car and skidded in there, and they all got out with the ropes and tied her ass up and threw in the car, and uh, you know nothing happened. I mean, it, we called the cops and stuff, but it wasn't announced, and there wasn't a big what neighborhood happened. meeting or anything. No, no, it was. Jeez, yeah, it was weird. It was not good. I almost got taken once. Yeah? Yeah. Sketchy times. Yeah, I was in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, we had an apartment complex. When I was just up there, I was taking pictures with all... You have pictures of all the old houses you lived in and stuff? Yeah. I had, had a lot of fun doing that. But uh, this apartment complex, uh, my stepfather owned a, a construction company, and they ran it out of the basement of the place. And then, you know, it had eight units up above and uh i would always go i'd walk outside and then right to the right of us there was like a parking lot that is uh it was empty you know we'd play basketball in the lot and kick balls around it was fenced in so you kind of was enclosed and then there was a gas station right next door to it like a cumberland farms uh, a small one and uh, so i would always go over there when i got off out of school i'd walk home go downstairs they'd give me money uh, this guy Frank that worked down there would give me some money. I'd go get like candy or soda, comic book or whatever I could afford. And, and like get. a block away? Just no, just like here's the apartment complex. Here's an empty lot. And then here's the convenience store. So, I mean, it's off of Bardstown Row, which is a heavy, you know, you know, traffic. Yeah. yeah. But as far as like, I mean, it's 150 feet, a couple hundred feet, you know, probably quarter mile. I'd say no. So you're just hoofing it. Two two hundred and twenty yards, I'd say, you know, if I'm running in a track about half of a circle, I'm at that convenience store. And so I'd always go in there and do that. Well, one evening I'm at my stepdad's house and uh I'm I'm over over there and I start walking over and as I'm walking back with my soda and I don't know, something, uh some guys in a, like a little fast car, black, like duster type of vehicle were uh, getting gas. And they said, Hey boy, come here. Hey. And then all of a sudden I turned around and look and they were chasing me. I I'm fast. <laughs> I was booking it and I was screaming at the top of my lungs. I guess my stepdad heard me runs out. He's running out of the apartment complex with a gun while they turn around, run into their car, and and speed off. That'll get your heart going. If we go after them, find them. Oh wow! Apologies are made. It was a, a big situation. We didn't mean to almost kidnap, but it was Scott. amazing that, like, I was like, "Wow, that was intense." That's heavy, yeah. Like, that was some, so. So after mine, yeah, one of my family friends. Is driving me home in the back of a, or driving beside me in a vehicle. And I was so scared, but he thought it might be a little bit funny. He looked how fast that's going. <laughs> he gassed it. And I was just doing everything I could to keep up. And, anyways, it was a little bit funny for them for a second. Jesus, but yeah. man. But yeah, back then it was different. There wasn't like a 911 and, a, and the information, and people would, I remember. When fights happen, they would last a long time. Oh, so 
where like where did you guys hang out like you hung out at the beach in the 70s yeah you're living over off of 50 in, uh, the, in that range right living over by jess parish okay 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 over by jess parish hospital by, by the river yeah yep so okay i know exactly what we're talking about now so i hung out in yep. all them woods yep and in the river a lot okay a lot of time, like fishing, just everything, lots of fishing, right? Yeah, lots of fishing and building forts up in trees. Yeah, man. Stealing wood to build forts. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, do you have like a, a, a favorite fort? Like, did you have one that oh, was yeah. like yeah. the one, the creme de la creme? There were many, but one that really impressed me was this fort that was, um, it was underground with like a, with like a, a thing put over the top and, and camouflaged. Okay, yeah. And then there was a another fort like up in the trees. And then on top of that one, there was another level. And on top of that one, there's another level. And there were a bunch of skinny oaks. So when the wind got going and you're up in them, it, was, it swayed. And there were swings everywhere. You know, we so did you a, could swing from one to another area? and Lots of swings. I remember we yeah. tie the, put the rope in a, giant oak tree and see how many people could leap onto the ball of people hanging onto that rope <laughs> and i was a little guy so i remember i, I would leap onto like seven people who are already swinging that Did was you ever fun. have to defend the territory of your your forts uh, your clubhouses from invaders yes invading factions yep yep little bastards yeah people would always come and wreck it and there'd be little feuds and whatnot oh yeah I, that was my first fight actually was a. Uh, over a treehouse. Yeah, there's a <laughs> the best tree, probably the best treehouse is one that was overlooking the river, way way up in the treetops, and it would sway. Wow, you know, and it was pretty sick. Heck yeah, man! You know where the um the sorry, you know where the shit plant is there on the end of Buffalo Road? Uh huh. Sewage processing yep. plant. Well, they they have a pipe that spews out on the other side of that. There's a little spit of land that Vector Air. The Vector uh-huh. Boatworks has a deep bay, and yep. on the other side, unbeknownst to many to people, like Harbor Lights and everything, what used to be over there, the restaurant, yeah, Sandpoint, to, to, to the north of that. Yep, to okay. the north. So on the other side of that little peat spit of land that goes out, there's a. It looks like a boil, and I remember when we was little, hopping in it with my buddies. Oh, we found a spring! We found a spring! And this guy comes, like probably 18 years old, walks up and he goes, "Hey, no spring! That's a pipe from the shit plant." It's like, oh, we're getting out of this, but we <laughs> swam right in it, you know. But we were. Was it clear? No, the river was that. It wasn't clear. I was just. A, we didn't know. We didn't know. <laughs> that's awesome, though. Yeah, that's, that's perfect. We'd always build the the boats like a like a box with a foam core, so we could just pull all over the river yeah was that was that train track was always there oh yeah we we camped so much out there and i remember back in the day it was listening to super tramp i just oh, remember yeah. that and, and where sandpoint park is now where the dog park is there's some softball fields I was there. there a lot that right yeah. there was your spot and now there's a little boat ramp there they used to put the the lime i believe from either the maybe it was from the titusville water right across from kelsey's where they process titusville water and they yep. end up with a, a lime like a residual deal mm-hmm. they used to put them out there and we made a bmx track out there it was oh sick. awesome and my dad was into sailing and he he was always at the marina and i was mm-hmm. always there with him i had to remember they had to get their their dive gear on i, I was on gator watch 
because uh-huh. they're you know the yeah. gators come in there. But I was always down at the marina. You know, okay. I seen uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger came to Sandpoint Park and wow. gave a speech, and pops took me up there to yeah. you know. And and Dave Summer, Dave, um, uh, he was always a sailor. Yeah, yeah. He would sail a lot, and then my my uncle Schmidt always uh, had he had a little tiny dinghy sailboat. I believe that. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, it was about the size of him, like yeah. small little sailboat. Yeah. Like you, you got to come out in this thing, and I'm like, no, that's a sinker. <laughs> I am not. It's embarrassing. A boat that small because it's gonna. I'm not. I'm not. No. Yeah, you might as well put a pointy hat on and ride a donkey backwards. Hat <laughs> 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 tip to Schmitty. Yes, no doubt. But yeah, so moving to New Orleans, I just found out my. Um, uh, my aunt Kathy called me, or she uh, texted me the other day, and they are flying in. They sold the house that they've been living in for years now, yeah. over by uh, Vine and Olive. Yep, and uh, moving to New Orleans. He is him and his wife are music. What is it, aficionados? Oh, they are time. mad about music, and it's All, cool. He's a fan. That, they're huge. I mean, every year everybody. going to Bonnaroo, they used to get T-shirts made to sell them to buy tickets outside to go to concerts. They've taken me to some of my first concerts. They've uh, taken me to. Uh, they took me and Mike's wife back in the day to fine dining establishments around here to, oh, to see what it was like to to go somewhere real nice to eat, you know, oh. and uh, like going to uh, high high. Uh, I think it's Heiselberg's. And uh, the German place in Cocoa Beach, uh, Heidelberg's. Okay. Another uh, little jazz club in there, too. It's real nice. Black Tulip. Black Tulip. Uh, my favorite, Cafe Margot. Okay. Uh, it's right across the street. That was my favorite. It's still to this day my favorite uh, restaurant. We used to go. Mango Tree. Oh, yeah, I did that. Mm. We used to go to the Black Tulip when I was a kid, and there was like a big family dinner. And we used to go to the um, the Maison des Crepes. Oh yeah, trying okay, to be fancy, yeah. right? <laughs> or yeah. the the one they used to have by the I don't know if it's still there, the ninety fourth Aero Squadron near the that little regional airport in Orlando. Mm-hmm. You could get French onion soup with some oh, man. yummy. Did you ever go to Corky Bell's? No, but Ryan worked there. Okay, my mom worked there. Oh neat. Yep. I ate some hush puppies and fish there. I yeah. I, I as a kid had faint memories of sitting like in a in an area waiting eating hush puppies you know and i remember how busy that place used to be for till it burned down it was always so bu- i mean it was an hour two hour wait there you know even in the 90s did you see um you called it something else but sandpoint uh-huh what was the restaurant that you uh oh uh sandpoint was a uh, harbor lights at did, one point did you eat there i used to make their t-shirts that's why i remember okay, harbor cool. light i've never i've never even been inside of that place while it was a restaurant jared worked there when he was in like high school it was cool just the location was yeah it cool. was what was it before it was sandpoint sandpoint in. was it anything else other than sandpoint and harbor light it was something in between there maybe maybe we did a show there did you really yeah indium i think played there okay it was cool i, I think i remember that actually and there was when i was growing up there was another place right when you pull into the um windover it's called it was called the roost and it was a place to eat. Oh, I can't remember it. Where A1 Locksmith is, where on uh, yes one uh-huh. that used to be, I think it was a health food, like a place you could go and eat. And I think Dave Nickerson, my uh, old school 
buddy. He uh-huh. owned it, but that was really cool because you could get some really healthy food there. Okay. Yeah. Um, what else is there then? Uh, okay. Uh, you're saying all up and down the river there. Uh, you used to hang out uh, over, yeah. you know, where the railroad tracks are, uh, over where the marina is and everything. What about on the opposite side where US 1, you're starting to go south uh, and you get to 50? Uh, and you're going south, like uh, on your way to the Bricks Project. You know, I did they used not to, they, do that. That used to be uh, uh, an electrical place, the Bricks Project, like yeah. this old for the I think for out for the Space Center. And to the left, there was this little drive off. There was like a Holiday Inn on the left there, uh, right past fifty. And now it's like a, a big uh, church thing, like a enclosed. I don't want to call it creepy, but Christian. I I just don't know what like. I don't know what that place is. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do now. But I it's, didn't go down there when I was a kid. I was on the north end. Going down that way, there was KZ's. There was like a little bar there, a little food. It was New York, New York. I think back in the day too. Behind there, Harold's on the Harold's is another name. Yep. And right behind there, they have a boat dock that would go out, and. When I was like 15, 16, my buddy Derek, uh, he, he's a fish. Him and Corey, my friend Corey Hopkins and Derek, they were the fishermen back in the teenage years around here. They knew everything. Corey, to this day, I'd still one of the best fishermen I'll probably ever know or fish with. It's just amazing, this guy. But they found a weight. They used to wade over there, and they found fresh water coming out from that point right there into the uh river there yeah everything hangs out there and eats so we would go with the little top water uh, uh lure yeah and just slowly wade out there in the morning like five in the morning it's still oh, yeah. dark out we're got we got school to go to still in the morning and so we're just gunky wading out just for it to get to be sunlight got lucky no big gator got you and then all three of us fastest one casting to get to that one spot you have to wade and get to that spot first you're going to catch a snook a big old redfish a big trout yeah and then you'll see a huge gator yeah start coming in as time goes and you'd have to start trekking back because you always don't, look we don't recommend anybody does that waiting anymore because mm-hmm. there's some big ass gators dude we got ran off uh the last time we went there we actually got ran off from a gator that was just like dead charging us dude we used to swim in fox lake dude we used to swim no way big time man drive in and look at the gators on the left and right and then go over where it's safe and it was we pushed uh i'm very uh, we used to swim at hatfield park (laughs) all that i regret this but we pushed kids like freshmen on the track and cross country team we used to practice at the great outdoors and we would push them in the ponds for like a like their uh, initiation well, yeah yeah uh, sketchy man you <laughs> got lucky not, not yeah. okay yeah not okay wow man things you did back in the day and you were saying like earlier fights back then that would last forever yeah they would last a long time and oh, just man. uh it was different and my dad got into with some of them, the four horsemen they were called back then or something I remember that and uh they they got a run in from those guys a couple or once put my dad in the damn hospital actually our first low pressure's first deal at maxi's pub mm. somebody got laid out and an ambulance got called yeah that was a bad time oh 
man. That's a bad time. Man, oh man. And was uh was um it's now uh Shiloh's was it Paul Smokehouse? Paul Smokehouse back then? It was a tiny little building. It was one little building with two tables and man, it was the best. It was so- Paul. It was just Paul in his smokehouse. Tiny little building. And he would just sit out there and it was just raging with people and just good food. Yeah, it was awesome. Great and, barbecue. And now it's this huge building. It, it's busy again, but it went many years empty. And now I go to Mim's Southern Barbecue because I love it. Dude, I've gone twice now since our last time we were recording. Yeah. It's been awesome. Yummy. It's so good, man. It's fantastic. Yeah, I love eating there. I love barbecue. There, I like there and the next door, the honeysuckle. Oh, yeah, honeysuckle Dude, rocks. Honeysuckle, man, they're just... Whew. That's a cool look they got going inside as well. Everybody in there is so nice. Yeah. Like we always, when we have group of people, sit on that left table with the fireplace over there. And it, it's the best, man. We, I always, anybody comes into town, that's one one of the places we go. I, we need to take, start taking people to Mims. Yeah, too. man. That place is Getting awesome. hungry. Oh, yeah. So you asked me about instruments and it was always a piano and a guitar laying around always but my dad had clarinets a bugle and a coronet so my dad was playing all of it so your dad played a lot of music with all of you guys around in the house and stuff he would just play on his own did he he like get you guys involved was it how was it he was like rain man on anything really yeah and he would we always had the piano so i always could play that yeah he was always had a guitar and he could play the clarinet really good okay yeah and he could play the piano good too but i was always able to i hung out on the piano you know yeah when i was a kid just um but older i got i got uh you You know i never turned into like the 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 thadson five or anything no i think it was uh just uh yeah, no, that didn't happen. Yeah. But my mom, and, I remember my mom and dad, like we'd go down to, when I was a little chap, we'd go down to the, to the Merritt Island Theater where they got the six theaters or whatever. Yeah. And we would do that and maybe get Steak and Shake and then we'd drive the River Road back and I remember they would sing together and they'd harmonize and it reminded me of like the Spider-Man with Toby McGuire. Yeah. And when his uh, aunt and uncle were up on the, the sink washing dishes and singing. Wow. Like that. It was cool. It, it's, uh, I, maybe it's something to me that's like, it, that's, uh, what's the right, I want to give you the right word for that. It's uh, romantic. It was cool. Yeah. It was you know, really cool. It's, um, something that, okay. I like it was romantic. Grow, growing up, when, when, whenever, like, I watch a movie or you saw a couple or, like, you have friends or family or you're around somebody, when you see a couple that are in tune, whether it's dancing together, like they've been dancing together their whole life or singing together, like you just said, and they're kind of bouncing some kind of favorite songs, or yeah. playing music together, like playing guitar together. You see a lot of musicians, you know, certain guitar, you know, with a wife that vocalist kind of thing. That dynamic is, uh, it's so romantic. It's so, um, exotic. It's so like, man, that's just, I really like that. Yeah. It gives you a good feeling. Yeah. That's cool, man. That's a good story. Yeah, yeah, it was cool sharing it. Oh, yeah, man. How um, uh, the brothers though? No, uh, no instruments. That it was just kind of you three that were maybe musically inclined at all. I think that 
all of us, yeah, definitely all of us have a can play instruments. But okay. but my one brother Jeff was definitely he wasn't so much about instruments and carrying a tune, but he could dance. Okay, he so could he had dance. dance skills. Yeah, okay. man, he had. We would, and you know, childhood all the time. You have and, to have a dancer. Yeah, have, everybody has to play their part in the in the situation. Yeah, he could dance and. We had always watch uh, Soul Train. Okay. You know, and yeah. He could dance like that. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it was cool. That's awesome. Heck yeah. Let's take a break. Okay, cool, cool. All right. I'm taking some steps and counting my feet. Where will I go next? And will I believe? Everything I said will come to me Knowing the truth ain't plain to see And I'm just looking for sidewalks in this town There's cars flying past me but no one is around think that I have no place to go I'll just keep walking down these streets until I How's it going? 
It's going good. You know, I got to ask you, what was that soap? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, Castile soap, man. I don't know if you have you have you ever messed with it before. No, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah, <laughs> it smells good. It smells kind of like hospital soap. Like I was, we were at Target like six months ago or so, and you know how like uh, you ever seen that like line that that um, horse mane soap back in the day, like whenever we'd go to like you go to like a bar like Fantastic Sam's or like some barber shop, you know, kind of thing they you know, or, uh, the supply stores, they always have these big thing, a horse mane. It's like a horse tail soap. Maybe. And it's like really good soap, you know, and my, I remember my stepdad and I used to swear by, it. I think it's just cause you get a huge bottle for a cheap price, probably more than anything. But, uh, uh, they had this big old thing of soap and all these different kinds, peppermint, almond and all the stuff. And I was like, what is this stuff? You know? So I'm picked it. I always like trying something different and new and I took it to the house and tried it. It was amazing. Like it was just like, oily skin it just gets rid of it right away but that's not what we just did that, yeah that's what that is right there is this castile so that's not the target brand because i've obviously i've gone to amazon now and found a cheaper version of it but um i took it to my stepdad up in uh kentucky and uh i just had it up there and he she happened to say my mom is you know what's in it it's uh i guess it's it's more of a coconut oil oh that's uh, type great. of derivative and everything but uh for some reason, just the, the like the viscosity of it and the smell and the and just how like it just takes the oil right out of your right off your body. I like it, and uh, I like it a lot. Yeah, same. Cool. It's funny. Uh, <laughs> Didn't mean to derail the whole deal, but <laughs> I love Wade. Like it's something that uh, uh, I almost brought up as a topic, like to say, "Hey, let's just I want to talk about this soap because it's badass soap." And then I was like, "How would we bring up soap?" talking about soap for this thing and like we need to practice some of our marketing and talking about certain products and whatnot oh that got so done. me and you were talking yeah. and everything about it like oh we'll figure out a way to segment this in <laughs> and you went man that's soap and it just threw me off it's, this is so funny i like it man it's, <laughs> it is it's great legit. i love it dude. i don't like soaps with a bunch of like fake smells and stuff i used to try all the different kinds and none of them i only have that and like some conditioner it's about it now i used to i used to be like i feel like maybe like a female when it came to i feel like you're not telling the truth and you're a perk person i had i used to have uh uh two or three different kinds of redkin perk plus uh uh you had your uh selsin blue (laughs) yeah the acid like i just remember we used to have like seven or eight different kinds of shampoo all the time in any household do y'all have that at your house? Do you have like one type of soap that you use that you've used for 20 years? Yeah, I remember back or in the day. You have like a bunch of different soaps. Something called Silken something. Okay. It was, but really, Coast and all that. I went through all that, you know. Because uh, there, then there's your Irish Spring. I was, I was an Irish Spring guy that. for a little yeah. while. I like then that. I was a Dove guy for a little while. Now you're a Castile guy. It, it, dude, I went to like the, the bar soap. Like you always have to have, I feel like, a bar soap in your house it's necessity with hairs all in it and grit <laughs> <laughs> but that's so true whenever you have the hair it's hair in the shower it's like somebody's ball hair or butthole hair it's hair and then you're wiping it on your face oh like right damn. that's the old way of soap so liquid soap is the way do you use a washcloth uh one of those fluffy foam foam things loofah a loofah there like a loofah <laughs> yeah because I feel like bacteria is just living inside of those, right? 
Not the one I got. (laughs) 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 Aren't the loofahs a a super organism or something? They're they're all one thing, like the the sponge. I mean, there are loofahs that are like sponges. I think that you get from the ocean. Yeah, yeah. I think, which probably isn't the best, but I mean. Depending on how they're one you harvesting. got is made out of CVDBX one fifty nine. We we upped our game, sir. We are not on the loofah game anymore. Okay. That's old school way. All right. Uh, there's this rubber silicone little brush thing that's all silicone bristles. That's not earth friendly, Scott. Uh, uh, I'm telling you, you put a little bit of that Castile soap in that bad boy, and it just a little bit will lather the whole. I would. The whole geyser. Uh, oh. All of uh, the geyser. Okay. It will be completely like covered in soap perfectly. Now I know. It goes a long way. It's like really good. That's cool. Uh, what other soaps? Dude, I went through it, man. I, the peppermint kind that used to like uh, make your hair smell like peppermint. Never did that. Never did that one. It were like. What was the yellow one? There was the yellow one. Dial. Dial, yep. All right, enough yeah. soap. All right. Oh, man. So where are we at? <laughs> All right, so we were talking about uh, T's origin growing up around here. Yes. Um, Playing all, in the river, all the fish out of the river. Which, what we were saying, even in this last little break, uh, you can't eat all the fish in the river anymore. And you don't want to really swim in it too much i don't has humanity just uh uh just ripped apart florida it hasn't been managed but there's people that are working on it and and frank's gonna come on and and introduce some of these people i won't yeah. open it up but uh oh man frank's had stell on and she was hurt it was so awesome uh uh frank every time he's on the data he tells us and the things that he's doing and the things it's all for a bigger plan. That, yeah, that river needs love and it. Personal opinion, it needs agitation and exchange. Yeah, because that all the causeways, like we we're talking about, the causeways that have every bridge goes over a river. Say from you know Melbourne to Titusville, they got the little spits of land on each side, and and those pieces of land they block the the waves and the water from. You know, the waves would be bigger and it chew up the shore, but yep. it it moved the water. And I just went up to the to the north end this yesterday and it was up at the huntington at the end of huntington mm-hmm. that river access and it's really beautiful but damn that water looks like tepid and still and tepid and, and still and you don't see the grass beds mm. and it's just it's kind of it's, it's funky a, you're you're right it's uh coming it needs up love. growing up as a kid you know i'd kind of, was living in kentucky for a while and i'd come down for the summer to hang out with my father we always go surf fishing at the beach. Uh, we'd get over to Eddy Creek, and then uh, there was a lot of times where we'd go over to uh, Holliver Canal. There's all those little side roads and and off roads where you can just kind of drive around. There'd be some big water pits after rain, you know. You drive through, but then you'd find these little coves and these little areas like Dummett Cove. There's that little area where the uh, the Boy Scouts and the Scouts all use that behind there. That's Dummett Cove back yeah, there. Yeah, they get showers now. Oh, do they really? Yeah, that's cool. Nice. Uh, I fishing back there has always been like me and Jared almost died from a bobcat. Like this bobcat was huge, and me and Jared we just got out of his truck, and I'm standing in the back, and I look down, and he just walks to the side of us and just goes into his truck and shuts the door, and I'm back there by myself. This bobcat staring at me. Some big and I got old, a fishing yeah. rod, and uh, 
oh no 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 jared was actually uh at the at the uh, water with a fishing rod because he turned around and pointed it at the bobcat like it was gonna do something at first as he walked up and then got in the truck and i stupidly jumped got into the back bed of the truck like that was going to help me it could have just leaped into the back of the bed of the truck and tore me up if it wanted it was so big that it and it just totally slowly just walked away the refuge out there so is, lucky. is still you know they look it's nice it's undeveloped but yeah even that like uh you know when you're going out to the beach and, and right before the woods close in on you on both sides there's all that the bodies of water yep. though i remember when i was a kid coming back from the beach or whatever it was fresh on the left and fishing for sunfish and bass yep. and mm-hmm. hopping in when you knew there wasn't a gator close because it was yep. crystal clear. Somebody somehow convinced, I don't know who, to open up some dikes or locks or whatever and infuse it with uh, brackish water so that for mosquito control it didn't help. But, man, getting rid of fresh water is, it doesn't seem like smart it doesn't make any sense uh, it's like a commodity you're, you're right though because there was a time too i mean this was even 10 12 years ago we were going peacock's pocket that long drive right when you get past the uh visitor center heading out to the beach road on the right there that they'd open that gate up peacock's pocket and it's a uh, you know a few miles out well as you're going there's a couple little turnoffs where there's some culverts you know, that, that you're just kind of like you're going and you're hitting a little right and then you're going down another mile and then there's another little left with a culvert. And those culverts on both sides, there's always some gators there. But uh, that that was fresh water. And we were catching, you know, with, with live shrimp, like four-pound bass, three-pound bass, almost every cast. You know, and then all of a sudden, they were just all dead. There was a huge fish kill. They were all floating. And I haven't seen them. We've gone back multiple times and still haven't been able to catch freshwater fish in, in that area. The environment around here needs a lot of attention. And, and like you said, there's a, there's plans and people and yeah. shine some more lights on there's that. a lot of different uh, methods and ways that people think. And there's all these debates. You see them online and everything. And uh, I don't know, man. Something needs to, Something needs to change. Like something... Some value needs to be put into that with, I mean, the algaes and the bloom kills and, uh, you know, we're, it's, it's troubling. Uh, I love taking the kids out to see the, uh, uh, the manatees out there at Holliver. They got that little viewing area now too. And the woman at tees. Don't yeah. forget them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I never, I've never heard that. <laughs> uh, weather, man, it's been hot. Yep, finally got a break from the rain and the heat. The uh, the wind started kicking the day before, and it's kicking today. There's a low in the Gulf, a low pressure in the Gulf that's making this this piece of the the place where we're at. Yeah, the winds have increased because we're on the there's a giant high pressure over the center of the country right now, a heat mm-hmm. wave, and that that storm Hillary. Yeah, climbed up the back of it, and that's that hasn't happened. That's a new that like that hasn't happened in like a long time where a tropical storm or a hurricane has hit that part of California, correct? Yeah, it's been a minute. What a long time. Thirties, yeah, yeah. It's uh, and it started down in Mexico. Yeah, off of Central America, and just I mean, just came in there gnarly, and you you have that happening. Then they get an earthquake on top of it, right? Saw that, like a five point one, a couple tremors afterwards. Stuff, yeah. 
stuff uh, happens in twos sometimes and it surprises you but uh, like back to back hurricanes we just got that or back to back soakers where we got the super flood man uh, with with these uh, with these temperatures and all these little things I mean in my business we're dealing with fires uh, we have wildfires like they affected everybody heard about New York and the air quality a few months back you know with all the the fires in the and in Canada up in the Vancouver and the north uh, in the north uh, east area uh, north of Maine and everything that the the air quality has just been awful from all these uh, uh, all these um, wildfires yeah like hardcore yeah uh, places that. that don't burn very often are just burning like crazy um, now on the Pacific Northwest and the BC, you know, Alberta and all those areas, uh, there's cherry fields, cherry, it's cherry season up there. So a lot of cherries are, are, uh, you know, plots are being burned down. They're trying to be protected. Uh, Jared, who I work with, uh, uh, they're getting the last few loads of cherries out of there, you know, with all these fires this past Friday, even as low into uh, like Spokane, Washington, Yakima, Washington, Wenatchee, Washington, and all these areas, there's little spotted fires. Some of them are like, you know, a few acres and they're able to contain them pretty quickly. And then some of them are thousands of acres uncontained still or partially contained. And it's a... Uh, it's scary, man. I had a driver, you know, they had a detour. They went to go pick up a part of his apple load. When he come, came to come back, they're uh, uh, evacuating everybody and closing the detour roads even. So it's like it gets a little scary when you're seeing all this. Smoke. I've been getting pictures all day from people out there that work in these farms and everything of their fields. How uh, it's just all this like orange you know, hazy smoke just throughout in the middle of the day, you know, I heard a lot of everywhere. I heard a few conspiracy theories about, you know, people starting them on purpose and wow. But yeah, uh, fires are impact impacting impactful. And, uh, when a wall of fire that's being pushed, like, especially when it's dry and crackly and there's a strong wind, man, that's when you get the, the 50 foot dragon breath. Yeah. Hawaii. Yeah, they got that. Hawaii, man. I mean, there's so many stories coming out about that too. Use this water, not, you know, hold this back too long, didn't use the sirens, all that. It's sad, you know, and it sucks, and it's all going to be flushed out all over the news and, and everything. But there's a thousand, up to a thousand bodies they think that are you know still out there possibly uh that island has 47 i think uh cadaver dogs uh, i mean that that fire just came and just destructed quick so uh with regard to that i like tuning into a fellow named kai lenny mm-hmm. and he's a big wave surfer he's incredible you know yeah uh, but he lives there and I'm listening to his take because uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's from that, there. That, that's what you want. You want to hear from yeah. the people that are from there. And he's directing people, I believe, to Slater Trout is a fellow that's, uh, you know, you want your donations to, to go the right place. Yes. And he's saying, that's a guy. Okay, so who is it? I'm saying, I think his name is Slater Trout. Okay. And uh, if you actually get, uh, you know, that information or a link, or whatever, text it to me. And when I do okay. want to edit and post a show up, I'll throw a link in there just to just to do it yeah and we encourage everybody that's listening to lend a hand because it's critical it's a 
you know, it's it's wild because you even hear conspiracy theories about that where right when it's happened and there were stories coming out I saw on the on the X or Twitter or whatever they call it now, um, that uh insurance companies did this and they're refusing coverage to homes saying that they're not going to rebuild because they want to use this for other stuff and they burned it down on purpose within like 24 48 hours of this happening these stories are already starting to trickle out it's amazing how disinformation so quickly can just spread across uh the internet and and give a narrative that might be right might be wrong nobody you know what i'm saying but that quickly that negative thing is being put on it or how fast somebody responded to a fire while there's still people trying to be found we're still trying to find out what happened how it happened why it happened and clothing and shelter so getting people like like lenny and these guys yeah that uh, that are boots on the ground right there that can give information on what they need those are the those are the the pipelines and the and the funnels that need to be opened up and shared agreed um, because that's where the real information's at and the real help is needed and where the real uh, results are done. And I think I heard him say, you know, they knew that that could happen as we mm. know it can happen. Yeah. Like if we have like a super dry fall, super dry winter, super yep. dry spring, then summer comes and it's a tinderbox like 1990, 1998. They knew it could happen. And, you know, it's and especially with the the hurricane underneath them, they yeah. got the, the winds hyped up. Mm. Uh, and it's super, it's always windy there. It must be a lot of like dry crackly stuff on the ground. Gotcha. But, yeah. Uh, and, and I, I saw a little bit about there was restrictions to the fire department on how much they could pull out of the streams and all that. There's a, it's complicated. Yeah. But right here, right now, people need water. People need food. People need yeah. money. Big time. Regular people. It's uh man. So sad. People swimming out, watching the fires from the ocean. Yeah, and people delivering supplies in yeah. boats and jet skis because some of the roads are blocked because of, you know, whatever. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's a... Uh, there was one house, there was a story, there was a house that, uh, that made it. There's all this burn and char, and there's one house sitting uh, on the uh, on the, in, in the middle of this neighborhood, and it's a got a metal roof on it and it's a white house and it looks white everything's black and charred i'm talking about trees like 20 feet away from this house black char and this house and the story is this couple they weren't there at the house at the time they were in colorado or something they bought this house 10 years ago it's four million dollar house uh just this last year they were a work it's an all wood house and they were worried about termites (laughs) So they had a company come out when they took the asphalt roof and turn it took got rid of that and put a metal roof on was one of the things they're already doing. All right. And then the and then they got the guy to say, Hey, okay, all the landscaping around, all the lower brush and the things that could catch on fire, let's get rid of those things. Yep. Uh, because it's termites will it attracts termites as well. And we don't want termites to hit our home. So let's just put a whole bunch of money into this and getting our roof done. So they did those two things and there was pieces six inch uh to a foot long uh uh pieces of burning uh wood falling onto the top of the house but it wouldn't catch 
but on every house where all those part wood particles fell into asphalt roofs, they instantly caught flame and burned the house down. That's good to know. I didn't know asphalt roofs had that much of a flame, uh, uh, I guess, uh, risk Okay. Uh, behind them. Yeah, we got lots of homes in Florida that if it gets super dry and super crackly, you, you want to clear that. Yeah, uh, the underbrush out so that can't travel fast and and hardy through it. You want to? Yeah, I remember during 1998's fires, my brother Chris was spraying his house with a hose and you know that kind of stuff. <laughs> I mean, you not, almost had to do that last year. Yeah, right before the flood, we had that lightning strike and the, <laughs> the wind switch and all that. Yeah, I've, I've been trying to clean out everything that's uh and last year i remember we did some of the uh, that underbrush we cleaned out yeah we got a lot done and uh we were burning stuff i remember the uh even the fire department came out (laughs) what you doing out here oh it looks like you know what you're doing y'all have a good day yeah that was cool well well played guys thank you hat tip to the fire department big time man they were out there and they knew exactly you knew exactly what you were doing they saved my place in 1998 they were scooping water with helicopters out of all the ponds and i remember when it was done oh, i went out to the woods past my place and we found like fish fish bones and then you hear the story about somebody gets sucked up in one of them planes that scoops it out of the ocean a scuba <laughs> diver gets dumped on a fire i don't know if that's real but, <laughs> oh, but yeah they were uh, dunking the you know the water out of the ponds and, and saving people's residences unbelievable man but the day the dairy queen burned down burned down in 1998 I saw, I saw fifty and sixty foot flames from a, a west wind at fifteen to twenty, super dry. I saw it just like, like a dragon. Just you wow. know, one minute it's woods, and the next minute it's a big fifty foot wall of flame. Just unreal. And the trees were exploding. Mm. Yeah, it was wow, insane, unreal, man. So. Everybody's going to get the stinger from a hurricane or a fire or an earthquake. No matter where you live, there's something in that area that's a danger, it seems like. Yep. And whatever we can do to prepare and help each other out when it goes down. Uh, footnote, our, our guy, Ryan Oldenettle, yep. um, he's out there in the mountains east of San Diego. He fared well. He said he got a lot of rain and okay. his apple trees got a good soaking, but he didn't have any kind of catastrophic. No, nothing down, no, tr- no fences down or anything. Good. No, it was all all good. I guess uh, there were some some of those uh, floods with the mudslides, but he didn't get any of that. Okay, he said it was uh, they needed the rain, and it's that South San Diego. They don't get the wildfires bad like they do up in that mid middle of the state kind of area, do they? Well, I mean, I don't know what the city gets, but yeah. all the woods that you know, once you get a little east of there, all those woods can yeah. burst into flames. And and Colton, my nephew, is up there as well in the mountains, and says uh, That's right. that there's it's been wetter than normal and everything's coming back and now there's little frogs and snakes where it used to be like a dry crackle ground but there's a lot of organic matter dropping and this mm-hmm. rain is definitely going to get all the little the little insects yeah. and the little plants popping up and yeah it's good we've been getting a lot of rain on our end here man yeah we got a lot of rain but thank goodness it that wind really sucked up a lot today did it like when, yeah. when i was at your house a couple of days ago there was water in certain little areas, in certain holding areas. The pond is trying to come out of its bank. Yeah, man. And I, I remember when yeah. it was a few feet low earlier this year. I want to see it go down a little bit before winter. Like what yeah. what we want here is a healthy water table going into winter so we yeah. don't get one in bone dry winters and be yeah. out to dry. But looking pretty good for that now. 
Yeah. yeah. Hopefully uh, we don't get blasted by a hurricane. Yeah, I mean, every I've been coming home. You know, I've been trying to leave work even a few minutes early just to beat the big storm at 5 o'clock every day, it seems like. I was glad to see that you know, I come up. home and half the things out back are blown over and blown down. Like, wow, it got a little gnarly. Yeah, that lightning, man. The that lightning's l- been insane. I watched one a pole. I was sitting outside of South Lake. A pole across the street get popped. I watched the whole bolt, and it looked like it just sat there for a second or two. It just for so... I know it was just a split second, but it seemed like yeah. it was forever, you know. Man, makes you pop back when that thunder pops, man. So we, we lost our internet here. Uh, we had a new drop line put in for the cable, a new router. It popped both of them and need to get them replaced. Silas was stressing this weekend. No internet. I think <laughs> I might have one of them big bolts on, on film. You know? Do you? Yeah. I'll send oh, it to man, you. Yeah. I shook when it, you can see me shake. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, man, let's call it a night. Okay. Uh, I really appreciate you coming tonight. Yeah. I'm glad to be here. Nice to be talking to you a little bit uh, deeper and some of your, uh, letting uh, people that listen to the show get to know you a little bit more. Cool. Happy to share. Yeah, yeah man. Um, Till next week. Let's. Yes. Um, I know we got to catch up with Frank here coming up. I know we got stuff with the Eco Fest that's happening. Um, that's in January. Yep. Yes. Um, I haven't thrown it on the air yet, but you know, Lamp and Media, Just My, we will be at one of the sponsors. I've told uh, Frank that. Super thankful. So uh, that'll be coming up here. Um, you guys got any other news or anything to uh, plug on that coming the, up? The Brevard Zoo is officially a sponsor. Oh, fantastic. So is man. Kelsey's Pizza. So is uh, Fisher Nissan. Oh, man. Yeah. And uh, Space through. Coast Executive Jetport. Heck yeah, yeah it's man. working and okay we're starting to uh get a beat on the musical acts and we'll okay. catch up on that as well Heck yeah man uh, any updates local indeed daisy's in a two-top screaming from the top of her lungs this all ends tonight Awesome.